Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Welcome to your show, where we discuss real problems facing Americans. This is your host, Suhaib al and today we will be talking about obesity. Obesity is now considered a serious chronic disease that can have a negative effect on many systems in the body. Nowadays, one-third of Americans are obese, another third is overweight, and even 20% of children are considered obese, causing experts to call it the obesity epidemic. Today's generation, the millennials, are the first generation to be expected to lead a shorter life than their parents. I would like to welcome my guests and would like to ask them about their overall opinion on the obesity. Hi, uh, my name is Mo Yunus. Um, I think food industry is one of the most profit businesses that make money and they ad- advertise their product to everyone including kids like in any way to tr- try to get money. Uh, my name is Georgian and I think that everyone needs to stop blaming obese people for their obesity. Um, the food industry and the environment that they live in makes them obese. And I believe that everyone is on the food industry side, but no one is on like the general public side. Hi, Mac and Drina. I believe that the food industry is using popular discourse to change the public's opinion on the obesity crisis by pushing blame onto the individual instead of the food itself. If people knew the tricks that the food industry used, maybe they would, it would sway the obesity crisis in a better direction than it is going right now. Yeah, I totally agree with all that. Uh, I believe the food industry has to be called out, and it must admit that its food are making people fatter. Uh, people have to know the truth, and the food industry has to be held accountable for all their fattening food and their lies about it. So there's been a lot of talk about obesity lately, which makes me want to discuss the different types of discourse. Um, Discourse simply means all the types of communication about a certain topic. In our case, we're talking about obesity. So it goes from casual talk to media, politicians, and all the experts in the field. So Matt, want to elaborate on that? The food industry does a lot of things to make it seem like it's your fault instead of theirs, to push the blame off them. They will also hire a bunch of unreliable resources to come out with statistics that don't really add up to make them look good. Uh, Coca-Cola funded something called the Research and Message Management Strategic Plan. This study said, basically, if you're fat, you should blame the inactivity of your mother. What do you guys think? I think the food industry uses um, people in their ads of what everyone thinks a person should look like, when in reality, like, the them eating at those places is not going to make them look like that. It's going to cause them to be obese and to have further problems. Yeah, I totally agree. The The food industry's rhetoric about like personal responsibility is the problem. People, Fat people are the problem. They're, they just eat, eat, eat without any control. And if they like get up from their couches and start exercising, they would be just fine, which is um, wrong, just plain wrong. And... Uh, they, they always say that there's no good or bad foods and that you shouldn't target like one specific company or, or that but like there are fattening foods and there are good foods they, this is the truth and it has to be uh, told so yeah the food industry keeps talking about energy balance and always emphasizes on physical activity more than uh, the diet 
although that's that's not real and uh more would uh would you just elaborate more that and talk about the academic discourse in this okay so the academic discourse refers to the ways of thinking using language and all the studies that have been done for a subject the studies about food is usually supported by uh food in the industrials and their uh, studies are more likely ad- like advertising than uh actually s- science that's true in uh In 1954, Big Tobacco released something called the Frank Statement to mislead Americans about the dangers of smoking. Because of this Frank Statement, uh, since then, about an estimated 16 million Americans have died from smoking-related illnesses. And if they didn't falsely advertise or anything like that, maybe a lot of those people would still be alive today. And I feel like that is what the food industry is doing in today's times. I think that the food industry is using the same tricks and if they just told people what was in their food that like it would lead them away from doing it just like when tobacco products like released what was actually in cigarettes they like uh, the amount of people that smoked de- decreased. So yeah, um just to, to uh, round that up so the academic discourse is basically um divided between personal sm- responsibility with his back which is backed up by uh scientists funded by the food industry companies and all that versus the experts who are talking about like no the food environment has changed and it's the problem and for those who don't know what the food environment is it's uh, basically the physical and social surroundings that influence what we eat so that can range anything from like all of the restaurants while you that we have in the streets right now all the um calorie dense foods that are are around everywhere available every time and all that so yeah also the s- studies show that the brain responds to sugar in this in a similar way that is responds to classic drugs like cocaine and heroin and uh, even caffeine is being added to foods that it wasn't ever added to before like chips and candy bars all that to induce its addictive effects and i believe this is the full responsibility of the food industry and they know what they're doing they're getting us addictive to the f- this these foods so we keep eating eating and eating and that's causing a problem that's causing the obesity crisis okay so now we're going to move on to the next type of discourse which is the political discourse uh it's basically all the verbal expression done by people in authority and people who influence the people in authority so that that's basically government lobbyists um officials national health organizations all the people that influence what the government does So I believe the political discourse is divided between taxing foods and food labeling but um I wanted to I wanted Mo to uh, elaborate more on that. Okay. So government is helping the food industry because it makes m- uh, more money out of them. Um the food industry funds groups that fight uh, that fight obesity which is doesn't make sense because they can change the facts uh, about food. Um and the food industry uh, made something called uh, clean labeling which uh they label product in a way to make people ignore what the food is made of like uh, they f- either focus on calories or they ignore something else or they, they they don't mention what the food is made from um yeah like the ingredients on packages they're really big words and not a lot of people know when really it's just saying that there's like a bu- a bunch of like salt and sugar and fats in it and not a lot of people know and when you're in a grocery store you're not going to take the time to read every single ingredient that's on a label 
Matt, you wanted to add something? Uh, yeah, Michelle Simon, uh, she's a public health lawyer. She said in an interview that Coca-Cola's sales are slipping and there's a huge political and public backlash against soda in every major city trying to do something to curb consumption. Actually, recently, six local governments approved taxes on soft drinks, including one of those being Chicago. Do you guys think places like Chicago should tax sugary drinks? I believe if uh, sugary drinks are the problem, that w- which they are, they have to be targeted and people have to know. And yeah, if taxing food helps solve the obesity problem, then yeah, be it. Um, I think that like taxing sugary drinks will help Chicago's like money situation, which we obviously need. But I think that like even if sugary drinks are taxed, like if you want to pop, you're still going to go get one. Like the extra however many cents isn't really going to affect you as much as everyone thinks it's going to. Uh, I just wanted to go back to Mo's point where he said that food industry has a lot of influence on the government. If there's a couple examples of this. Um, the sugar companies fought against the WHO's sugar consumption guidelines where they influenced the U.S. Secretary of Health under Bush's administration, Tommy Thompson, to personally travel to WHO to reject the guidelines threatening to withdraw the U.S. funding of $406 million to the WHO. And we're talking about WHO, which fights cancer, AIDS, and all the different diseases. This is a huge influence by the food industry. They even um, lobbied to, uh, to put tomato paste in pizza as a vegetable for in the school lunch programs. French fries is considered a vegetable in the school lunch program. This is a huge impact by the food industry on the political discourse. So yeah, okay, now we're gonna move on to the next type of discourse, the popular discourse. So if uh, Georgianne, you would like to elaborate more on that? Um, popular discourse is basically conversations the public has on a topic, and like our podcast is an example of that. Um, the video Dear Fat People by Nicole Arbor explains how people with obesity receive special treatment or how the overall like pu- public thinks that. And um, her video shows um, how obese people are stigmatized in our society overall. And she was stating how like they smell bad and how she didn't want them being too close to them and how all they want is special treatment and how they're treated differently than us but like in a good way and then the video human cost of obesity people talk about their experiences with the discrimination and stigma because of their weight they face discrimination in jobs relationships and everyday activities and people tease them when they're out when people point out obese people's weight um, it doesn't do anything to help them it just makes them feel worse about their situation so the food company has a lot of ad campaigns that market that exercise is more important. Like for example, the Biggest Loser show, it only focuses on the exercise part. They and even the food industry uses a lot of models, professional athletes, actors, cartoons, all the people that we look up to to make sure that their products are marketed right and in, in, and uh, these products are the one who's m- making us fat. So we're out of time, so I would like to end by thanking my guests and our listeners. Thank See you. you. See Thank you. you. See you all on another podcast from your show.